Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. If you have a stash of craft supplies that you are ready to turn into cash, then my 10-day workshop for handmade business owners is for you. Stash to Cash is going to give you everything that you need to go from craft supplies to profit in just 10 days. So all you have to do is head on over to s2c.daniellskaminsky.com to grab your copy for only $27. That is the letter S, the number 2, the letter C, DanielleSkaminsky.com and you'll find that link in the show notes. So if you're ready to go from a supply hoarder to a handmade business owner, then this is going to be for you. Or maybe you have a handmade business and you've kind of let it sit to the wayside and you're ready to get that thing jump started again. This 10 day workshop is going to get you there and it's only $27. So head on over now and I can't wait to see you inside. Hey everybody, welcome back to Makers Chat, and I'm here today with my friend Greta Gumon of Marietta Greta, and she has a new project that she's been working on that we really want to talk to you guys today. It's called Creative Hearts for Good. So Greta, first off, would you just introduce yourself and tell everyone about your primary business and what you do with Marietta Greta? Hi, everyone. I'm Greta Guimont. Um, My business name is Marietta Greta, and I hail from Marietta, Ohio. And my primary business is I am an artist. I do furniture design, and I do canvas arts, and also mixed media. A little bit of everything. Master of none. (laughs) But jack of all trades. I don't think that's true. You are insanely talented. I love your work. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. Of course. I'm really excited to have you here. Of course, Greta is an artist herself and a handmade, you know, handmade business owner, but you have put together a new project recently. Tell tell us about that. Well, the name of it is Creative Hearts for Good. And it's kind of a double meaning, meaning those of us who have creative hearts will always have it. We will have it for always. And the other meaning is that creative hearts giving back for the good of making it forward. It just seemed like a logical, a logical name. And so that's where we are. So it was a project born out of my desire for connection and collaboration, not only just for the sake of collaboration, But for true meaning in that collaboration, I was struggling with that. I'd had some bad experiences in the past where, you know, I just didn't feel like I was in any one certain group or crowd or tribe or whatnot. And so I had been really seeking out the right way to insert myself into my artist community. And so that had been happening maybe a couple of years before I really did find my tribe. And I started with a a group and ended up in an intensive coaching group, which is where I actually met Danielle. It just really showed me that you can trust, you can count on, and you can give and receive in a community of mostly women for the good of of everyone, not just giving, giving, giving. There was a lot of receiving. And so 
it was really a change of my heart and it made me want more. Danielle and I have both read the book Built to Belong. I think she and I were both on the launch team. So we got it right away and I just ate it up when it first came. I pulled this out just because like I literally started crying when I read this one sentence. It says, what happens when you set out to find a community and then you discover that it doesn't exist? Or what if you feel deeply called to create something of your own because you have a vision for what a better community looks like, but you can't find it, so build it. And if you're in the Maker's Chat community, we're actually working our way through this book right now in our Maker's Chat book club on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. We meet inside our Facebook group, inside a room. So if you aren't already in the group, but you'd like to join us for the rest of this book discussion, head on over to the link in the show notes. So here we are. I built it because I wanted something with more meaning than just, obviously we promote each other in the respect that we are working together and we're sharing it to our pages, but it's bigger and it has more purpose and it's giving back. I had been to Brimfield before the whole world changed and I found a lot, L-O-T as in a bulk amount of boxes. Well, it was also a lot of boxes. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> My husband and I came back with, I don't know, maybe 40 boxes. Why? I have no idea, but I think somebody knew. And it was, they have been squirreled away in my basement, not even at my studio for all these years. And I was looking after this coaching group to have a deeper connection or to keep that connection going. And one of the ways that I was doing that was by going to Dion Woods, the turquoise iris retreat in Galveston at the end of October. So the mind started working. And I started saying to myself, what if I found something that I could do with these wonderful ladies and ended up in a house that was a, you know, when you bring a bunch of women together, you just never know. They don't know each other. Oh, it was an amazing house. I mean, truly curated the best group of women that I could have and From there, the box idea was born and it kept morphing into a little better and a little better and a little better. And actually I was at dinner and Danielle and I were sitting at the same table. I can't remember how it came about exactly, but we said, what if when we did this collaboration, like with these boxes and artists, what if we chose charities? And use the profits from the boxes in some way. And we still hadn't formulated this like as a silent auction or, I mean, it was just, it was grow, It was gaining momentum as this retreat went on. Danielle and I, even though she couldn't actually, she had laryngitis at the time. So she did a lot of listening. That's true. <laughs> we joke about that. Yeah. I still think that might have been meant to be too. It was. It morphed into every individual or group. So I get on with the artist 
and we create for the guest artist's choice of causes. So what will happen is on February the 12th, we've been doing this since January 18th. I kicked it off and we will continue to do this um, with artists until February the 9th. Then we'll have a special guest, <coughs> Dion, <coughs> on the 11th. We will all show these boxes that we have created and the kickoff for the silent auction format will be on the 12th of February. And you can bid all the way through until February the 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The bids will close and the person who has the last bid of the largest amount will win the actual box that that artist created. So it has been so fun. I can't even tell you. Getting to know artists on a deeper level and, you know, creating something for good has been heart changing. Yeah. That was a very long answer. <laughs> no, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. So this has been, I mean, I, it was... Greta's right. It was certainly um, divine that I was not able to talk that week because I was able to just soak everyone in, in a way that probably wouldn't have happened if I could speak. You guys know, not only partially, I mean, I guess this, I was about to say as women, but it's also just as creatives and people in general, when you're with large groups of people, I feel like there's this tiny bit of pressure to sort of like always be on if that yeah. makes any sense, like always be thinking about how you're supposed to respond to things or what you need to say or who you need to talk to. And I was able to turn that off for that entire week because I didn't have the option. Being on wasn't an option. I couldn't speak. If I tried to speak, no one could hear me. So I got to just listen to everyone and experience it in a very different way. And it was wonderful. And part of that was I was, you know, like, like Greta said, we stayed in the same house and we buddied around a lot that week. So I got to kind of sit back and listen to her talk to all these different artists about this project she wanted to do. And it was like each conversation is when you're fleshing out an idea, every conversation you have helps you go oh and I want to do this oh and we should add this and that project just came together so beautifully it was really just awesome to watch built brick by brick by brick by brick it built all the way up until literally right before we started it was still building and 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 tweaking for the better and I hope that we can do this whether it's the same group we'll interchange people uh couple more times a year. I don't know what the theme will be, if it'll be boxes. We've learned a lot. There have been things that I'll do differently next time, but just to build on this idea and to create this community that is in it for more than just the sake of doing it and taking that to the next level. It is change the way that I think of collaborations, if that makes any sense, it mm -hmm. has brought deeper meaning to partnering up with someone. Now listen, I know there'll be partnerships that go forward, yeah. but at least with these artists that we chose for this first, and most of these people were at the Galveston retreat. There were a few that weren't, there were a few from my house that couldn't participate because 
of whatever reason, but I'm hoping they will, you know, next time or the next time. Right. So yes, it was amazing how I just came in with this little idea and how the suggestions from these creatives made it even better. So we also use the hashtag Better Together Collaborative. And I've also started a group called Better Together Collaborative. And I'm hoping to share that sentiment uh, beyond this thing that we're doing to post a picture or share an idea of ways that we as an artist community can give back and to give to each other in a different way. I love it. So again, tell us a little bit more about the boxes, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Like I know you went and you found them and they were awesome, but well, I guess you said that you didn't know where Mm -hmm. they came from, but I feel like, do you possibly have any of your fun dolls that you could, could show us for, for our YouTube watchers? Um, I do. Okay. So my dolls, you either love them or you hate them. And I used to get super offended by that because I love them. (laughs) Let me back up the truck. I am a sentimental fool. I will collect things at flea markets that most people won't like pictures of people I don't know. And I'll put them in frames and I'll hang them and they'll be like, oh, is that your grandfather? No, I don't know who that is. (laughs) But to me, okay, I'm a rescuer in some ways. I was a nurse before this. I think it all kind of comes into play. And I think about dolls and old toys and photographs. These are all things that people loved at some point. And here they are sitting or rotting in thrift stores and flea markets. So I started collecting them to save them. And then it became kind of like the boxes, a little bit of a problem. So I needed to think of a way to do something with them. And so I just started putting little doodads together and creating these little mixed media pieces of art. I would take them to shows and they would sell pretty well, but I would have an equal number of people that would come in and go, okay, no, (laughs) and turn around just because there have been like some scary movies, which I am so against (laughs) because they are, they were something that somebody loved. And I think they're little works of art. So there's my defense for them. I have them everywhere. Let's see. So if you look up there, yes, there's some, and then actually have this one. She's one of my favorites. So she has a creative heart in hand. It is a Victorian hand in the middle of this glass light globe. And she's holding a heart. And she is seated on a tart glass baking dish. And this is some tool off another doll. And this is a lamp bottom. And then here's her beautiful face. I think she's beautiful. And then we covered her up a little with the flower. Then I make these um, angel wings just out of wire. Usually they all have angel wings. She's one of my favorites. She won't ever be for sale. But yeah, I just, I love them. And I mean, I'm looking around. I'm in the middle of creating a whole big bunch more. 
that I have over there. Wish I could show you, but they're about three quarters of the way. And I just, I work on them little bits at a time when I find yeah. fun little bits here and there, I collect them and they usually turn into one of my sculptures. So I love it because I've seen some of your dolls. You've shown them to me before. One of the first ones you showed me though, you made, and I'm trying to remember exactly how oh. it was seated, but it was like on, maybe on an old jewelry box or something. So yeah. like, I have that. had a treasure box was part of how you created her. So when you show you that one, that would be really cool. Cause to okay, me, that's part of camera. When you started collecting boxes, that was what came to mind for me was that, oh, well, maybe she was getting those to create these fun, you know, treasure chests with her dolls. I love what you ended up doing with all of them. But it was to me, that was the connection I made with you and your art and collecting the boxes and all of that kind of thing. I never thought about it like that. So, yeah, I already had a box problem. So this <laughs> a beautiful box. Actually, I think I got this at Broomfield as well. Because I got several of these folk art boxes that were carved. And then this is an old clock. And then it says today on it. And there's my little fellow. And he has a cuckoo clock hands that I glued. And then I made a little dunce cap. And at the very, very top, you can see he's got a clock yes. winding. And this is a clock winding. Nice. And then here's the actual cuckoo clock bird. And that's a picture of my dad. That's so cool. So, I love it. Yeah, and he's got a little tie with a clock, an uh, antique button. So I love them. I, I do. I just, every time you've shown me one, I just absolutely love them. So I wanted you to be able to show those off. So to me, that sentimentality basically that you have for the things that you collect to create these really cool dolls with these really neat stories even if we don't necessarily know all the stories clearly you do I mean for that clock to have the word today and a photo of your dad as a kid obviously that means a lot to you yes and that sentimentality is translating to these boxes because all of these women are coming on and doing these videos with you creating for causes that are special to them that's telling right. the stories of how they're creating their box, their idea for their art box and whatever it's going to be. And why their cause is so important to them personally or how that cause affected them personally or through a family member. And, and I thought I, I'm personal. Yeah. I know. I thought I knew things about people and then as we get to talking on a deeper level I'm finding out all of these wonderful things that these artists have done beyond our world and it's a amazing opportunity to get to know people a little bit better and on a different level I think it's great I love what you're doing so when the auction starts mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how it's going to work logistically. Is it going to be on a website or is it going to be on social media? How do you plan to host that? This was one of the challenges for this idea was trying to figure out the best way to pull this off. So I did a lot of research and I followed a couple of groups or actually on Facebook um, that were bidding sites. So these bidding sites were actual silent auctions, very similar to how we're set up. And what they do is they start it and they end it at a certain time. So for hours, 
the photographs will go up on the day of the 12th. And we, we're going to try to have consistent photographs. I have one of the artists who became a good friend. She was also in our house, Rhonda McBean. She has been helping me with all things social media because I've been doing 12 boxes. <laughs> so thank heavens for her. Thank you, Rhonda. So each box will have its own post. And within that post, it will say who the artist is. It'll have a picture of the artist. It will have listed what their cause or charity is. We will have a reserve for each of the boxes. And we will post the rules on each post too. So within that portfolio of photos within that post will be, like I said, um, the picture of the artist with their cause. Um, and then different views of that. We hopefully will be able to get each artist to do just a small video, like 10 second video of what it is and open the lid and, and whatnot. So when it's pretty standard, you literally just bid and it will be in $5 increments. Okay. So somebody is at 50 and then somebody can come back in and post 55. So the next person will post 60. So what happens at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Valentine's Day is the person at that 9 p.m. mark or before who was the last person to bid will be the winner. And those winners will then get notified. They will be invoiced. They will pay for their box. And then the box will be shipped from the actual artist. So I think I mentioned this too, but whenever an artist and I do the boxes, my box, even though it's a separate bid, and your box or the artist box will go toward the same cause. So there'll be one check written for the two separate winners to go toward, for example, now I lay me down to sleep. I guess that's it, except for there is a thing called a bidding war. So if we get a bid at exactly 9 p.m., there is a three-minute window. So if somebody wanted to start a bidding war, they have to bid again within that three minutes. This is all Facebook time stamped. Okay. So let's say somebody bids then at 9.02. So it starts the three minute clock again. So okay. that person has until the next person or the original one who thought they won will have until 9.05 to bid again. And it will go on and on and on until that three minute mark is broken. Okay. So if you know so that, you want a box, you need to be there at nine o'clock. That's right. So, and that'll all be clearly written out. And again, we're going to post it on each individual box, these rules, so that there's clarity. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Love that. So you guys, that is February 12th is when the auction starts, but now you can head on over now and catch all of the videos because they were all live videos with Greta and the artist that was working on a box. So there's 10 or 12 artists participating. <clears throat> well, mine is my own, but I do consider that because my charity is hilarity for charity. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 
12 different auctions, but there's actually 23 boxes. There'll be 23 items to bid on, but the money is going to 12 different charities. Correct. Depending on which box you're bidding on. Right. We have two people that pick the same charity. So 11 charities. 11 charities. Correct. And then on Wednesday the night, we have a mystery artist. Even if you can't or don't wish to buy a box, you can still help. And here's how you can do that. You can share our post. You can share our page to your friends and family. The more eyes that we can get on this Creative Hearts for Good page. The likelihood that these boxes will um, raise some good money for charity, it increases the probability of that. So, I mean, we would so, so, so appreciate it if you would share this initiative. Like and heart and all the things to um, fight those Facebook algorithms. That just really helps us tons and tons and tons. So again, you can be a part of this just by doing that. Absolutely. And then I guess once this is all over, you'll start planning the next thing and share that with everyone. So definitely you guys need to go follow Creative Hearts for Good on Facebook so that you can stay on top of everything that's happening over there. And as you watch the videos and discover new artists that you like, of course, everyone who's involved would love for you to go onto their pages and find them as well and show them some support. This is also a really cool way yeah. just to discover some new artists that maybe you didn't know about before. And too, these artists are giving their time. They're using their supplies. They are shipping these boxes to the winners at their cost. So uh, yes, please do. Please show them some love for doing this for us and with us. It's awesome. Thank you for coming on today. So as we wrap up, you know, I always like to do rapid fire questions and some of them are the same, but I've been trying to like, try to add some fun new stuff in there. So, you know, we'll see. Greta was telling me earlier, she's a planner. So I know. she's going to try to figure out the questions I was going to ask, but it's easy on you. <laughs> First one that I ask everybody, beach or mountains? Mountains. Yay. I'm mountains too. Everybody else says beach. I love this. <laughs> I love mountains. Books or movies? Mm, how about movies about books? I mean, that's a pretty good option. <laughs> that's a pretty good option. Pink or purple? Pink. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Pizza or popcorn? Popcorn. A massage or a facial? Who has time for that? Oh, come on. You've got to have one that you prefer. About that. I guess a massage. But I am always thinking about what I need to do when I'm there. It's hard for me to relax, but that is something that almost every year for my birthday, they give my, someone in my family will give me a massage because I I get a little wound tight and they know that that's something that helps. (laughs) Funny. So the last question is not rapid fire. It's one that you have to think about just a little bit. Okay. Lay it on me. You could go back in time to Mm -hmm. any point in history, to any place, where would you go and why? Oh. Wow, that is such a good question. Hmm. Well, I'm very, very, very proud of my city's history. I talk about my city all the time. We actually had a book written about my city by David McClintock, who is a famous Boston writer. He wrote 1776. And he wrote a book about our town called 
the pioneers. George Washington and a couple of other people planned out the start of the Northwest, which means everything from Southeastern Ohio this way, West, in Boston, Massachusetts. It was tough. It was a tough trek to get here. There were all kinds of obstacles, but when they made their quest here to Marietta, Ohio, they built a settlement and I live across from a mound cemetery. So it is an Indian burial ground right across the street from myself. Then they planned the entire West track and wagons hill from Marietta, Ohio. I was never fascinated, obviously, as a younger person about Marietta, but even our streets are laid out and named. We have a Washington street. We have a Lafayette Hotel named after uh, General Lafayette. Marietta itself is named after Marie Antoinette, and we offered her refuge here whenever she was, but she she apparently chose she death. Apparently didn't take you guys up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I would love just for a little bit. <laughs> Not life was hard here. Yeah. to be transported here, actually in my own hometown, at this historical moment where those people sacrificed everything for the wayward hoe. Yeah, that's really cool to live somewhere with that kind of history and know that much about it. Yeah, we always, I always kind of preface that a lot of times when I'm talking with other women, especially, which is mostly probably who I'm talking to around the podcast. You know, you don't want to go back too far. <laughs> you know, be real careful as a woman exactly where you want to go in history but at the same time it is really cool to think about just being able to sort of watch and see what it was like and the energy when new things were happening like that it's kind of it's exciting to think about women were extremely important in our settlement here and there's a there are several streets named after women That's so and like I said our city's named after a woman yeah, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Greta, thank you for coming on here with me today and talking about this project and just kind of sharing your heart around that. And you guys, we're going to put all the links in the show notes and the description of the video and all that kind of stuff. You guys definitely go follow the Facebook page, keep up with these artists, check out the auction when it goes live on the 12th. And you said the 11th, right? Is when we're doing the reveal video. That's right. And that's at, at 8 p.m. Eastern? 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Creative Hearts for Good. And we will all have an opportunity to get up and like say, hi, um, this is for now I lay me down to sleep. And this is what I'm doing for, you know, this box will go to, you know, et cetera. So yeah, that'll be a fun one. That'll, that'll be, be a, a real one. fun one. So everyone come and join us and be a part of the start of something that's I don't think it's been done before I don't think so either at least not like this this is really neat it's been really fun to be a part of so thanks for coming on here and telling us about it oh, thank you thank you thank you everyone that's all for today's episode thank you for joining us remember to check out the makers chat community so that you can dive deeper into the conversation you'll find the link to join in our show notes have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon